I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. Don't miss Cold's new Season 3, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts. With Lee Lonsberry, from Utah's Capitol Hill to your schools, taxes, and all the breaking news. Hear it on Live Mike with Lee Lonsberry on KSL News Radio. Welcome back to Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry. For the remainder of today's program, we're celebrating someone's birthday. Yeah, tomorrow, Colonel Gail Hal Halverson, the candy bomber, turns 100 years old. You, you aware of the candy bomber? I'm sure you've heard of him and his story and the uh, the wonderful exploits that he undertook as a pilot for the Air Force uh, during the uh, Berlin Airlift, specifically Operation Vittles, and his uh, very, very special Operation Little Vittles, where he dropped uh, candy. Yeah, he dropped little miniature parachuted candy uh, into Berlin, specifically for the the little children. The story very basically goes, uh, he saw that these poor kids, as they were being starved by the Soviets uh, in that city, were in great need of not only substance, uh, but of joy, something uh, a little sweet to make their days better. And so it was that he collected rations from other airmen, uh, ultimately, uh, collecting rations from from all over the world and delivered uh, 23 tons to uh, residents of Berlin. He would fly over there, uh, wiggle his wings, right? You dip one to the left and to the right. Uh, that would be a sign to those uh, waiting below that there were some parachutes coming and attached to those parachutes uh, were going to be some, uh, some little respite and relief, something sweet. Uh, to, to brighten their days. It was a wonderful thing. Uh, the, the colonel uh, went on to, to have a wonderfully lengthy career, uh, ultimately spending about a decade working at Brigham Young University from the late 70s to late 80s, serving as the assistant dean of student life at Brigham Young University. Anyway, uh, here's what I want to do. I want to, to harken back to 2012. If you remember, remember 2012, that was uh, the year that Tom Brokaw participated in the Tabernacle Choir Christmas concert. Uh, do you remember that? It was uh, Tom Brokaw was the narrator. Alfie Bow, that Broadway tenor, he was singing along with the orchestra and choir at Temple Square. And a very special uh, element of that year's Christmas concert uh, was the inclusion of Gail Halverson, Colonel uh, Hal Halverson, uh, a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, uh, he was there. His story was told by Tom Brokaw. And if you were there, as I was, it was a wonderful treat. I haven't been to all these concerts, but uh, I made it to this one. And as the story was being told, uh, there came a point uh, in the telling where the the candy started to fall uh, on Berlin, onto these uh, young children with their outstretched hands uh, descending down slowly due to their parachutes. Well, uh, parachuted candy started falling from the the sky uh, or from the rafters within the, the conference center. It was a beautiful event. If you were there, uh, this hopefully will remind you of the spirit felt there. And if you weren't, uh, hopefully this will give you a taste of that spirit. I want to walk through a bit of Tom Brokaw relaying the story 
of uh, Colonel Halverson. Uh, so here, uh, starting uh, with the Berlin airlift, uh, here is Tom Brokaw describing why pilots were flying, uh, why they were flying in food to the German city. World War II had ended three years earlier. Germany and its capital city were divided between the Western Allies and the Soviet Union. Then, in a grab for power, Stalin blocked ground transportation into the city. So to preserve freedom and keep two and a half million West Berliners from starving, the United States and Great Britain began transporting food and other basic supplies by air. Hal was one of hundreds of Americans who participated in the historic Berlin airlift, which was called Operation Vittles. After hitching a ride on a flight to Tempelhof Airport in the American sector, uh, Hal Halverson noticed a group of children watching through barbed wire as the airplanes landed. He spoke to them for a while, uh, but noticed that they were different than other kids, uh, those kids who had begged him for candy in the past. These children had little to eat and no candy at all, yet they were grateful for what the airlift had given them and asked for nothing. Their gratitude melted Hal's heart. Instinctively, he wanted to give something back. Digging into his pockets, he found only two sticks of gum. From little things come big things, his father used to say. A broad smile across Hal's boy's face. Giving so little to so many could cause a squabble, he reasoned. But a quiet voice within him urged him on. So Hal broke the gum into four pieces and passed it through the fence. Without a word, the four children tore the gum wrappers into strips and passed them to the others, one by one. Each small nose was pressed to the paper, breathing the minty smell. Never had he seen such expressions of joy and wonder, even at Christmas. As Hal watched in amazement, his mind raced. If only I had more to give, he thought. He had his own rations of gum and chocolate, Maybe his buddies would be willing to donate there. Now listen to this next chapter of the story, because it, it is the, uh, the telling that you are about to hear, uh, which turned the small behavior and the small decision by uh, this Air Force colonel into something uh, that has endured now for 72 years, an act of kindness and generosity and organizational execution. The task here at hand required some logistics, uh, and uh, Colonel Halverson pulled it off. We'll hear again from Tom Brokaw, take a break, and then we'll be back with the colonel himself. Just then, another C-54 roared over his head, and an idea formed in his mind. I could drop candy from the air, he said to himself. He quickly explained his plan to the children. When they asked how to recognize his plane, he remembered flying over the family farm back home. I'll wiggle my wings, he announced spreading his long arms and waving them up and down. The children giggled with delight. Just promise me you'll share the candy, he said. All heads nodded in agreement. By the next day, Hal had secretly enlisted his crew to donate their rations and to make parachutes from handkerchiefs. As Hal's plane approached the runway and the grass came into view, he wiggled his wings and a knot of waiting children exploded running and jumping in the air. With the precision of bombardiers, the airmen pushed the candy out of the flare chute, and white canopies floated to earth. Thirty children ran with open arms to catch the treasures. Hal and his buddies were as excited as the children. 
The thrill of giving was irresistible. Soon, they were dropping parachutes every day, hundreds of them. The press caught on. Reports went out. Mail for Uncle Wiggly Wings began piling up at base operations. Then, Hal found himself standing before his superior, expecting to be court-martialed. But the colonel surprised him. Halverson, he said, General Tunner thinks it's a good idea. Soon, hundreds of airmen were donating rations. Operation Little Vittles quickly captured the imagination of people everywhere. Candy and handkerchiefs poured in from around the world. Hal became known as the Candy Bomber and the Chocolate Pilot. The Candy Bomber turns 100 years old tomorrow. He joins us next. We'll wish him a happy birthday. Quick break and then back with Colonel Hal Halverson on Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry, and this is KSL News Radio. Welcome back to the final segment of this week's uh, program of today's episode of Live Mike. We are uh, wrapping up today's program by wishing a Utah hero a very happy birthday. Joining me on the line right now is the candy bomber, uh, Colonel Gal Hal Halverson. Uh, Colonel, sir, how are you? And welcome to the program. Oh, I'm doing great, especially being on the program. Sunshine out there and the airwaves are sounding good. Well, thank you. That's uh, that's good for us here in the broadcasting business. When the airwaves are clear, uh, we're doing things right, and the weather is on our side. Uh, tell me, tomorrow, yeah. you, you turn 100 uh, years old. How, how will you be celebrating the day tomorrow? Oh, we're going to have a little private celebration. Uh, not anything very exotic, but I didn't think I'd ever make 100. It's a, it's a surprise. How, how'd you get in there? That regard. How'd you get there? You say it's a you say it's a surprise. How did you How did you get there? You've reached a, a milestone that not many uh, others are able to reach. Well, I spent uh, uh, over twenty years in the armed forces, the Air Force, and uh, flying and doing what I wanted to do. And so I look forward to the next day. And uh, uh, when you look forward to the backward, then you're thinking in the right direction. And uh, I've been excited about life. It's been a wonderful life, and uh, got wonderful kids, and that makes it better. And uh, a wonderful, beautiful, considerate, and fantastic wife. And so it helps to have others in the in the program that make life worthwhile. Yeah, well, that's a, that's a good outlook, and it's a good reality. I, I find myself. Uh, happiest the days when I am surrounded by those uh, whom I love and and I am lucky enough to 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 share uh, their love. There was uh, an event that took place 72 years ago, which has followed you your entire life. Uh, and I my, myself in 2012, when you participated in the Christmas concert uh, with the Tabernacle Choir, there was a moment when your story was being told, and it was uh, symbolized by by candy falling from the rafters of the conference center. That I thought to myself uh, that the 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 very small and generous uh, gesture that you extended. To, which kicked off this whole story, which turned you into the candy bomber, uh, was reaching into your pocket and sharing. A bit. I'm sorry. 
So you're fading a little bit. Oh, I, I'm sorry. I, I'm here, sir. I, I'm simply uh, pointing out an observation uh, and praising you, sir, for uh, what you did in the summer of uh, 1948. It struck me that rations uh, were very lean, uh, even for you, and to see the need on the face of those children uh, to reach into your pocket and share with them uh, what you had is an admirable thing. And uh, and I just wanted to ask you uh, why you think, sir, that uh, that it has been now 72 years that this story has continued uh, to inspire all those who hear of it. Well, when you've uh had a candy bar whenever you want it, not too many, but have whatever you wanted uh, at that time, and then to have some kids that didn't have enough to eat, didn't have enough milk. And we threw a lot of powdered milk to see their situation and reflect on how my life at their point of view occurred and younger. It just made me feel grateful for the United States of America, for the opportunities we have to live here and the, the choices we can make. So it was a wonderful experience for me to be able to see these people and searching for what I took for granted. Yeah. It's a good point. There are uh, people outside of the borders of our country and unfortunately here within who, uh, as you just so uh, eloquently phrased it, are searching for the things that you and I may take for granted. Uh, Colonel, listen, I've been honored to speak with you today here, and I uh, wish you again a very happy birthday. Uh, congratulate you for the, the exemplary life that you uh, continue living. And I'm also admirable of, uh, of your health. I look forward to, to following your example. I hope to, uh, to, to follow in the, the example that you have set in your longevity. Thank you, sir. Well, thank you very much. God bless the United States of America. Amen. Happy Best birthday, Colonel. the world. 100%. Thank you. Uh, that that was a great honor that I was just able to experience. I, I can remember hearing uh, of this story and then being able to to witness him take to the stage, uh, standing uh, tall and strong in 2012. In fact, uh, he that day was wearing uh, the, the same jumpsuit uh, that he was wearing while flying during World War II. Uh, it fits him just fine. Uh, he has stayed in re- remarkable health, and uh, to achieve 100 years young, uh, is a wonderful and an admirable and a rare thing, right? Uh, longevity is not something that everyone gets to enjoy, and I am glad that someone uh, of his caliber, someone who did something so remarkable 72 uh, years ago, that the spirit uh, that led him to do that is also the spirit uh, which has uh, prolonged his life and continues uh, to do so. I hope that tomorrow's celebration uh, is followed by many, many more. Uh, again, Colonel uh, Gal Halverson, uh, and just a wonderful, wonderful example uh, of the right thing to do uh, when faced with the opportunity to do so. Let me invite you to to, to go back. We have spent the, the past half hour uh, looking back over the the life and the career and the exploits of Colonel Halverson. Uh, you can you can listen to everything we have shared here on the airwaves, including including the telling of his story by Tom Brokaw uh, in 2012. You can access that via the KSL News Radio app. It's powered by Any Hour Services, and uh, it's easily accessible. You just go on to wherever you download your apps on the iPhone or the Android, wherever uh, the KSL News Radio app, powered by Any Hour Services. Go back. And listen, remind yourself of the the beautiful story uh, that was lived 
by the Candy Bomber, someone Utah uh, gets to claim as one of her own, a proud uh, son here, and uh, tomorrow uh, celebrating 100 uh, years of life. Wonderful accomplishment. Uh, listen, it's time for me to, to sign off. I want to take this last uh, minute to tell my wife I love her. Uh, why is that? Well, because, of course, I do, and today's a special day for us, uh, our sixth anniversary. I met my wife right here in this building. In fact, if I stand up and crean my neck uh, just right, I can see uh, the desk where she was sitting, where I laid my eyes on her for the very first time. I told myself, I told myself always, the rule was you, you, don't, you don't date or even socialize too much with the folks at work. Uh, well, w- when I saw who would later become uh, Mrs. Lonsberry, I knew that there was a time to, to break that rule, and so I did. Asked her out to dinner, uh, and, and thus uh, we started our story, which has led us uh, around the world here uh, for the past six years. We've got a beautiful little baby, and we have a beautiful little life. Uh, Mrs. Lonsberry, I love you so much. Looking forward to our big date night tonight. Uh, I'll be home soon. That's it for me. Time to sign off. I'm going to hand things off now uh, to Maria Chaleos, who's filling in for the great Jeff Kaplan here on KSL News Radio on Monday. On Monday, the confirmation hearing for Amy Coney Barrett commences. We'll cover it here on Live Mike. Now time for Jeff Kaplan's Afternoon News. Maria Chaleos filling in. A gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. 